All right, turn to Psalm 46, verse 1, and I'm going to share a three-week mini-series. You know, you've heard of the mini-series on TV, which really they're not that many. But anyway, this is a mini-series for the next three weeks on no fear. That's what I decided to call it, no fear. Have you all seen that little expression that the young people put on the back of their cars and all, the little bumper thing, no fear? Well, we're going to talk about how to have no fear in this world. I don't know if you all have noticed, but... We're living in a time where there's fear in our society. Think about gas prices, the economy, jobs, mortgages, homes, foreclosures, all that stuff. And then this year is an election year, and, and we have a war going on, and we're hearing all these things. And I, I'm going to say something. Please don't get mad at me if you're just in love with one of the candidates. But I'm going to say something about political here, but not, not really political, but I'm just going to say something about this election I just had a thought a while back. I was watching. I saw that we have three candidates, you know, two Democratic, one Republican right now. And I was looking at him, and I just had this thought. I'm sorry. I just had this thought. I thought, is this the best that we have to offer? <laughs> have, have any of you had that thought? <laughs> I, I, I thought 300 million Americans, and these are the top three, you know. We're, <clears throat> okay, we're in trouble. So my point is, our hope is God. Our hope is God. Have you figured that out? Okay. All right. So, Psalm 46, verse 1. God. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. We'll have no fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Now, the reason that we have no fear is because God is our refuge. Now, let me tell you what a refuge means. It means an elevated fortress. That's literally what the word means in Hebrew, an elevated fortress. In other words, it's a high place that is so guarded and so protected that if you go there, you're completely protected from all of your enemies. That's what a refuge is. There are many synonyms for the word refuge in Psalms. The word refuge appears 24 times in Psalms alone. But there are also synonyms, fortress, high place, tower, rock, Strong habitation. All these refer to what God is for us. Now, let me say two things before I even get in my points, all right? These are not even my, in my points, but let me just say two things about a refuge. Number one, everyone needs a refuge. Everyone needs a safe place. And number two, everyone has a refuge. Everyone needs one. Everyone, I'm talking about everyone on earth. Everyone needs one, and everyone, even unbelievers, have a refuge or a safe place they go to. Here, here's how you know what your refuge is. Where do you go when you're stressed? Where's the first place you go when you get bad news? What do you do when you're stressed and tired and need to get away? What do you do? What do you think about? What do you protect? Uh, what do you get excited about? That's a good way to say it. Let me, let me give you an illustration. Let's say your friend said, Hey, this Sunday we're going to go to the habitation service on Sunday night. And you say, Okay. And then they say, and then afterwards, we're going to go out to eat. All right. <laughs> you got more excited about going to eat than you did going to church. See, that, let, let me, all right, let's figure out what your refuge is, okay? If I said, what is your refuge? All of you, because you're in church, <laughs> would say God. But if I gave you truth serum... We would get some answers like this. Food. 
is my refuge and strength. Twinkies are a very present help in trouble. Money is my refuge and strength. Visa is a very present help in trouble. You see what I'm saying? The problem is, when you choose the wrong refuge, that refuge is going to let you down. So let me show you some results of choosing the wrong refuge. A wrong refuge, all right? Here are the results of choosing a wrong refuge. Number one, distance. Distance. There's a distance between you and God. You remember what the first commandment is? You shall have no other gods before me. If you go to anything before you go to God, you're putting that before God. You see? So that's a wrong refuge. And there's a distance between you and God. See, you're married to God. You understand that? You're married to God. Uh, let me give you a very graphic illustration. This is very graphic, but I want it to impact you. If Debbie and I were in the car riding together, and I looked at another woman, and she saw that, would there be a distance between us? Yes. Not physically, because we're in the same car. And she's not going to leave me. You know, she's not going to get out of the car, depending on how fast we're going. She's not going to get out. <laughs> but there's a distance between us. You can be in the same room with a person and there can be distance. Is that right? Okay, so when I say there's a distance between you and God, God's not going to leave you. He never leaves us. I'll never leave you or forsake you. But there's a distance. Because you're... Now, I'm going to even be more graphic. I'm telling you, this is graphic. I said if I looked at another woman, what if I went to another woman to meet my needs? Would that cause a distance between Debbie and me? Sure it would. Okay, listen to me. Listen carefully. We do that. We go to someone else to meet our needs rather than God. It's spiritual adultery. And it causes a distance between God and us. So, first of all, it causes distance. Second of all, it causes disappointment. It causes disappointment because a wrong refuge can't help you. <laughs> it's a lie. Satan is a false comforter. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. He's the comforter. So we go to the Holy Spirit for comfort. Satan says, here, come in here. You'll get some comfort. Come here. You'll get some relief. And when you do, you don't get any relief. Have you ever noticed that? It's a lie. It's like the, the, the devil just says, no, no, this, this, is where, this will relieve your stress. But it never relieves your stress. God is the only one that can, can relieve our stress. People have been going to the wrong refuge for years, and that's what causes disappointment. That's what causes depression. Did you know that? Let, let, me, let me tell you this. I'll give you, I don't know what the clinical definition of depression is, but I'll give you the spiritual definition of depression. A depressed person is a person that's been going to the wrong refuge for years. Why, why, you're going to be disappointed. You're going somewhere that can't give you strength and can't give you help and can't take away your fear. And that's what, dis, that's what causes disappointment. Here's the third, destruction. Eventually, you're going to destroy yourself. You think, again, let me give you a graphic illustration. If a man, uh, if his refuge, if his stress reliever is pornography, what's going to happen? The more he goes to that, it's going to destroy him. It's going to destroy him. He's going to begin to go, or gambling, or, or, or alcohol, whatever it is. The more he goes there, the more he's not going to care about his family, the more he's not going to care about his job, the more he's going to work for. See, whatever your refuge is, you serve. If money is your refuge, you have to serve it, protect it, work for it, do everything you can to get money. And it never will satisfy you. 
and you never can get enough. So it's going to destroy you. Now, let me give you an illustration. We were talking about Twinkies a moment ago. Um, I grew up, and I was very skinny. I used to drink protein drinks uh, to try to gain weight. And no matter what I did growing up, I could never gain weight. When my wife and I got married, I weighed 145 pounds. And I'm six foot two, 145 pounds. As I got a little older, something happened. <laughs> my metabolism seemed to go down and my stress seemed to go up. In one year, I gained 50 pounds. I went from 145 to 195. And then eventually I went to 225. And now I'm 195 again. But the point is, I, I just, I, I, I achieved the ability to gain weight. <laughs> I now have that ability. But what I found was, when I was eating, I found I wasn't eating because I was hungry. I was eating because I was stressed. Food became my comforter. I, I don't know if you've noticed, Oreos can talk. <laughs> have, you, have you noticed that? <laughs> you come in from work and Oreos will say to you, did you have a bad day? <laughs> and we say, yes, I did. <laughs> I'm asking you, where do you go when you're under pressure? Where do you go when you're under pressure? Where do you go when you're under stress? Here's the problem. It'll destroy you. I just need a cigarette. I just need a drink. I, I just need to get away. I, I was at a fast food restaurant all back, and the guy walked in. You know how they have the cash registers right beside each other. This guy stepped up the cash register beside me, and he said, I need a large caffeine right now. And the guy said, what, do you want a Coke, Dr. Pepper, Diet Coke? He said, son, if it's got caffeine in it, give it to me. <laughs> What's your refuge? All right, let me tell you the results of choosing the right refuge. Number one, strength. Strength. God is my refuge and strength. See, the great thing about God is he can actually help you through what you're going through. Food will not give you strength to get through spiritually what you need to get through. Alcohol will not give you strength. Pornography will not give you strength at all. Matter of fact, every refuge other than God takes away strength. Every one of them. And, and let me, you know, I didn't name these. Let me name just a few others. And you, don't, you might not be able to write all these down, but let me give you a few so you can think about it. Entertainment. Sports. Shopping. I'm not going to stay long on that one. Self-pity, self-indulgence, self-exaltation. This is what people do, self-promotion. Have you ever noticed people are fine, but when they get insecure, they start promoting themselves? That's a refuge for them. Busyness. A lot of people, when they get, when they get under stress, they just get busier. I just need to, do some, I need to do something else, get another project going. People, relationships, television, my mind, my gifts, my strengths, my abilities, tobacco, alcohol, drugs, fantasy. Sexual immorality, all these can be false refuges. So the only one that can give you strength is God. God is my refuge and strength. Let me, let me go into this one a little bit, another refuge, my mind. Many, many times my mind is my refuge. And here's what I think sometimes. If I, think, if I just think about this long enough, I can figure it out. I can figure out the answer to this problem. Well, see, that is so close to the truth because here's the truth. Actually, if I pray about this, God has the answer. <laughs> that that's the answer. Um, let me tell you how you know when your, your mind is your refuge. In other words, you're going to your mind rather than going to God. And this is going to hit some of you. It's when you wake up in the middle of the night thinking about your problem. What that means is, is you didn't give your problem to God before you went to bed. You didn't go to God as your refuge. You're still trying to work it out and figure it out. 
Am I? Y'all look self-righteous this morning. Anyone here ever woke up in the middle of the night thinking about something? Okay. It's going to the wrong refuge. God is my refuge and strength. The second is help. Help. In other words, God is my refuge and strength. He is a very present help in time of trouble. When you go to God, God helps you. He helps you. The psalmist here said something that's really good. He said a very present help in trouble. He could have said God is help. God is help in trouble. But he wants to emphasize it. So he says God is a present help in trouble. But that's not enough for him. So he decides to double emphasize it. And he says God is a very present help in trouble. Um, A very present help. Let me tell you why God's present. Because he's inside of you. That's how present he is. And I don't know if you've noticed, but wherever you go, your insides go with you. Your liver is very present wherever you go. Your lungs are very present, right? Okay. God's more present. He's a very present help. And he wants to help. Um, in, in the um, New Testament, Peter had a problem. The officials came to him and said, you owe tax. All right, let's bring that up to modern day. That's the IRS. Coming to you saying, you owe us some money. Okay, where's the first place you go? Peter did the right thing. He went to Jesus. He said, Jesus, um, we owe some money. Now listen to Jesus' stress-free answer. Go fishing. <laughs> what a great answer. <laughs> the I, you owe money to the IRS. Jesus says, go fishing. And when he did what Jesus said, caught a fish, had a corn in his mouth, went and paid the tax. Now, would that not be a good deal when you owe money to the IRS? The point is, go to God. God wants to help. And here's the third um, result of choosing the right refuge. No fear. No fear. Therefore, we will not fear. Psalm 46, verse 2. And here's what he says. This is amazing. I'm going to just say it in a little different way. He said, it doesn't matter to me if the, if the mountains start jumping into the ocean. I'm not going to be afraid. If the earth starts dissolving, now you be honest, if the earth started dissolving, would you be a little afraid? That's what the psalmist said. If the earth starts dissolving and the mountains start jumping into the sea, I have no fear. None. Why? Because God's my refuge and strength. That's where we've got to go to. And let me tell you how subtle the enemy is. When you're going to a wrong refuge, and every one of us have, here's what the devil says. Don't go to God. He's mad. You have to understand Jesus died for all of our wrong refuges. Every one of them. He's already paid for them. Now, I'm I'm going to say something that might shock you. Jesus loves you even when you're overeating and overspending. Jesus loves you even when you're turning to drugs, alcohol, or sex to get some relief. He still loves you. And he wants you to turn to him. And if you'll turn to him, no fear. See, don't be afraid. Don't ever be afraid to go to God. First John 4, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. There is no fear in love. Now, how could the Bible say that? You want to know why? Because God is love. We, have to, we don't have to be afraid. If, if you're here and you realize, i I got another refuge, here's what you have to do. First of all, you have to realize it. Second of all, you have to renounce it. Third of all, you have to repent. Remember the word repent means change your mind. Change your mind. Next time you get stressed out and the Oreos talk, 
go to God. Just start talking to God. Because God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in time of trouble. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes.